Hi, and welcome to My Heart Remembers. Today I'm here with my dearest, dearest producer, Dakota Langtree. Hey, Daxie. Hey, how you doing? I'm absolutely smashing. I'm just off the lake from paddleboarding. Yes. Sitting on a picnic table, listening to the geese, waiting for the moon to rise. Yes, it's a full moon this evening, and I hear it's a super moon, whatever super that means. Super moon. Does that mean it's super, super big, you I know? Th- I think that sometime in the last decade, somebody decided to say super moon about, like, the moons that are closest mm. when they're full. When they're beautiful. Yeah, so it's, it's, it just basically means a slightly larger moon. <laughs> yeah. And as it rises, it's particularly large because it's a little closer. Yeah. Uh, apparently, if I were on the lake right now, I would be seeing the moon rise, mm-hmm. which I can't because there's trees in the way right now, and the sun setting at the same time. Yes. 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 Yeah, so if you have, like, an, an easty-westy view... On the lake. On the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be super lovely, but we're on a different lake with trees. Oh uh, Yeah, small lake, folks, that... Uh, has a wheelchair accessibility, and they're trying to get more of that, apparently. I, I didn't know. Sure. Yeah. Well, look at the table. This table is definitely wheelchair accessible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, a bunch of areas are, and they're trying to get more. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fundraising for it here at Christie Conservation Area in Ontario, Canada. Excellent. Yeah, folks, if you're interested in donating for those who have mobility issues... You know, I'm I'm sure for everyone they want to make. They said they want to make it for everyone. Mm-hmm. So hey, yeah. As, as I make noises, there was a really cool sound well, you po- made there. Pointing them out is is you know just kind of makes other people hear them. Stop knocking on the table. <laughs> well, but we wanted to have a quick conversation about the moon and its significance. Oh well, it's it's huge, right? I mean, well, it's very big. When I was a young girl, I used to moon bathe. It was funny. I would lay out front of my parents' place on a full moon, watch it rise, because it would be uh, massive um, in, a, in an easterly direction. Sure. Because uh, it was wide open and flat from where I lived all the way across. Yeah, and so there's like less atmosphere to see it through, I think, if you're looking straight out at the moon rather than at an angle. Yeah, I'm no, not exactly no sure how that works. No buildings yeah. either. And no, not a lot of trees down the road, you know, because there's trees on the side, but you couldn't sure. they, they were quite a ways away. But anyway, mm-hmm. I could just... Uh, sit there. I'm putting my new shoes on. I bought new shoes, folks. Oh, No, I'm sure people care about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't. I'm sure they want me to have shoes that are good for my feet, so I'm able to walk healthily. Yes, but we were talking about the moon, so let's drag (laughs) it back to that. Okay, well, let's let's discuss how it affects our tides. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's a powerfully important thing if you live near the ocean, I'm sure. You know, it's never been a thing that I've had to think about, other than the few times I've gone to the ocean. Uh, it, it affects all of the water on the globe, to some degree, though. I suppose. Not in any way that I've ever noticed, really. You haven't noticed? No. It's, I, I, I think that there's a <clears throat> super minor tide on the Great Lakes, like a matter of centimeters or something like that. And it's not... A, the difference between, like, a wind that's blowing... In toward the shore is much bigger than what the moon would impact. But yeah, in the oceans, much larger. 
It was a little windy for a few seconds there, and it seems to have uh, settled down, but I'm not going to chance taking my uh, my furry bear off of the microphone, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you've got a microphone cover. And we are outside right now. I wonder if you can hear the crickets. I can hear. Let's see. Hmm. They're there. It's one of my favorite sounds. I'm a big fan myself. Yeah, of crickets, yeah. Well, it's just when you hear a lot of crickets, it's generally a sign that you're somewhere where you can be chilling. Yeah. Rather than bustling or worrying about what other people think or are doing or whatever the heck. You know, all of those things. I'm seeing a lot more people... um, uh, make posts about how they've been in the forest and, or they are out in the forest and they're 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 soaking it in, they're allowing the whole forest to kind of you know mm-hmm. uh, be a, a treasured yeah. environment that 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 is healthy for What's people. What's interesting? So I was talking with somebody the other day and I was like, you know, I'm probably most at peace when I'm in the forest and got into this very large conversation about it. But they used the term forest bathing. Yeah. Like that's, as, so, that's, but here's the thing about that is in order to have a term for it in that way, it, it indicates that like a lot of people are disconnected from the doing of that. Yes. That it is special and, you know, that the people are like, well, you know what you should do because it has a positive effect on you. And it's like, yeah, of course it does. <laughs> how, how do, is, yeah, but why are you saying of course? I mean, what is it? I mean, look. What is the positive effect? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Air, I, I think oxygen. that it's, it's a different means of processing things. Mm. So I have a pet theory about this, if you want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when we're processing communications, like the good people listening to my voice are doing right now, yeah. they're using a part of their brain that, you know, has become more and more specialized over the last 100,000, 50,000, even 20,000 years of like processing linguistics when we're processing the patterns that we're experiencing when we're in a forest to you Mm. know sense danger or look at that mushroom or this that and the other thing you know paying attention to the ground is uneven that's the unevenness of the ground all of those things are like you know not quite brainstem functions but they're like much more innate to processing in the human brain right and including oh wait okay so you're saying that the forest is more innate i well it's it's like as far as for millions of years yeah so like as far as what we're actually processing our brains are far more designed to do that well i always thought straight walls for a home was a stupid idea that i i mean i don't know how you got there from what i just said but yes (laughs) i agree well just the un un I've seen people go really crazy about how sure. to build homes. It's got to be this shape. And it's, I mean, really, yeah. in the end, they're just being extremely... Um, Pedantic? Yes, yes, in the end. And 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 I've seen it in, in claiming that if the room is five-sided, it's easier to do this kind of work. All kinds of crazy ideas. A lot I'm of not people saying have a lot of ideas. Sure. But for me, it's like... I, I It's one of the reasons I love Gaudet, because... It's like he doesn't give a crap about straight walls. He kind of throws all of those <laughs> like, things into... Like, here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going to have curves here. And we're going to have a curve there. And we're going to have... 
eye, well, what looks like eyes here. Sure. And, I don't and know. so, like, there are straight things in nature. There are flat things in nature. And, you know, you can't say that those kinds of things are unnatural in any kind of direct way. Mm. But what's more natural is to, you know, to be embroiled in a little bit of chaos in nature. and But it's all things that are, you know, occurring in patterns that we've come to understand right so it's when we think about how trees are arranged on the edge of a forest and things like that those are things that our brain kind of like innately gets because brains have been processing those things for millions of years is that the reason so our whole body kind of processes this the forest in like people are saying it's rejuvenating um when i you know, was diagnosed with PTSD and I got a chance to talk to other people Uh who have it. One of the very first things they told me was if you're having one of these attacks, get uh-huh. get near a trees if you can. Yeah. Get into the trees if you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, what you're doing is you're removing yourself from communication. You're removing yourself from stakes, right? The stakes that are so immediate okay. when dealing with other human beings. You're not mentioning the color, though. Do you think the color has an impact? I'm sure it does. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's calming? Like I do know that the color, a very vibrant pink, like the fluorescent kind of pink. I know they studied colors and I know a little about it. Or hot pink? Yes. uh, Has a calming effect for a few minutes. Uh And then it has the opposite. Sure. And it, in essence, is almost the opposite of... Because you've got red and green, it's like also the opposite sort of of green and whatnot okay sort of right uh, not not absolutely yeah folks, i don't like. know how to process that into something meaningful but like at its simplest we just know that being in natural environments particularly unthreatening natural environments i'm not saying like go cuddle up with a bear to uh deal with your anxiety issues but yeah i don't think adding a bear uh, to the equation uh yeah, being in oh, more natural environments is is a thing that brings more. Are you more pointing calm. at a bear? Is I'm that what you were pointing, pointing at, at? The moon rising in the distance. Oh, the moon is rising. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super, super orange. It's very, very orange. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Do you think we'd see it better if we were on the shore right now? Oh, uh, we will be shortly. I'm sure. Yeah, uh-huh. on the shore. Yeah, because we weren't going to spend much time, but we want to talk about the moon. And forced yeah, to well, me I was, and the moon I was go bringing together. this around oh, okay. to, like, you know, our understanding mm-hmm. of forest and, you know, this, this deep mind stuff that I'm referring to of just, you know, sensing the patterns of that. The moon's movements and cycles through our life mm. are pattern-oriented as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of beliefs about how and why the moon affects us and you know people are like oh my god there's more 911 calls when there's the moon full moon blah 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 and it's like well it's also brighter out so people can stab each other more readily but <laughs> what <laughs> what i'm saying is that you know outside of these like beliefs that maybe the tidal pull Stabbing? of the moon affects some function in the brain or whatever our bodies just know our brains just know these patterns of things Mm -hmm. and and so like having it be bright outside at night is an opportunity it's an opportunity for you to you and i to sit here yeah and enjoy 
this moonlight rising well, and okay. seeing this and forest let's at admit, night. The sun has set basically, but not yeah. completely, and yeah. it's still dusk uh-huh. here. Yes, so you know, so it's it's going to get darker, but it's it won't get completely black, and and that's a great time f- to actually hike in the forest. To be honest, sure. if you want to hike at night, which mm-hmm. I love to do. Um, and you know because then you can see a little better. It's better, definitely better than when um, when it's pitch black and you're stumbling all <laughs> over yourself. Well, yeah. it's like I, I'm not even necessarily you know saying it's huge. going hiking or specifically doing anything. It's just like kind of the everything and shiny. of the rise of I'm the sorry. moon makes night more of an opportunity and makes night more of a time when you can feel safe because you're not in straight up pitch blackness. You know, so it, it dims the threat of what night is. Okay. And maybe There's that's... a threat at night? Well, <laughs> darkness, right? Well, let's face it. Sure. A bunch of animals. You're stepping into a hole and falling over. Uh, You're, you know, stepping uh, no, on no. the wrong sharp no, thing. No, no. All of these yeah, kinds okay, of that, things, But right? also a bunch of animals that actually eat meat hunt at night, if you want sure. to put it that I way. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. totally a thing, too. I, I think, like, that's perhaps lesser, but it's like a whole add-up of things. That yeah. are less threatening okay. so, when you can see them. It's super simple. Right? So could you be a little practical and say give someone a guide, like to, rather than because you're you're university trained, your <laughs> expression there. So somehow I'm creating a guide to going no, maybe outside you, at night. Maybe you could, or just to going into the forest. You know. Oh, simple. I mean just. Do it and and screw up occasionally (laughs) and and then get better at it. Like, what kind of guide, really? It's like, so is there anything that's more natural than, you know, just maybe stepping off the path every once in a while? And if you feel nervous, step back onto the path and and create like a situation for yourself in which you can have more and more and more experiences in that way. I think way. we had this like, conversation before where you were saying, well, I'll just step off the path and I'm like, um, no, folks. Please don't. Stay on the path because it, oh my god, the moon is huge. <laughs> uh, stay on the path because because a lot of the forests that you probably are going into, or we are probably going into, actually have an ecosystem that you can I'm not saying disturb. to cause... Yeah chaos and destruction in the forest what i'm saying is to experience the forest and then i would encourage anybody to do that with great care to not cause damage yeah right i just mean there's there's levels of experience and there's levels of understanding and the thing that creates the largest level of understanding and peace in my heart is having you know very real off the path experiences in the woods that's all and heck yeah the moon is risen well, you love to follow streams. I do. It's One probably my very favorite thing is, you know, start at a, either start at a lake or end at a lake <laughs> <laughs> or a pond well, or whatever. She's also encouraged me to get on the water. And I have to admit that I, for whatever reason, I didn't have when I was young, but now I have fear of deep water. And I figure it it's it's a... A reference to my unconscious. I'm frightened of my unconscious. And when you have PTSD, of course you are. You've got stuff mm. there that, that you don't even want to look at. So, of course, you know, deep water has uh, an effect. Uh, the forest could, but it doesn't have that on me. Mm-hmm. You know, because of stepping into a forest and, and the unknown is there. It's one thing on the ground. But water for me is different. I really, 
I really can get very nervous on the water. And you've encouraged me to do something that actually should help me, which is to get on a, uh, what are they called? I have a... Paddleboard? Paddleboard now, which I don't stand on, by the way, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have. You, I you can. stand occasionally. No, I can. Uh-huh. I can. Um, and I probably will, maybe in the future. Well, but it's, it's lovely to kneel or sit and paddle around. Well, there's some postures I'm doing that are great for my... Uh, um, my my core muscles, mm-hmm. which is good to always work on anyway. And that moon, I swear, is getting brighter it and orangier. <laughs> oh my god! So, but what we're talking about is exposure therapy, right? And and like so, if something is feeling traumatic in a, a CBT kind of way, experiencing those things, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Thank it's you. It's a type of yes, yeah. yeah. It's a type of experiential therapy wherein you either you know remember something or experience something while feeling safe, so that you can remove the historical yeah. trauma responses. Right. Well, I agree with that to a degree. Sure. Because I've done it for uh-huh. very specific things, like when I got hit in the face with an egg while I was walking down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something I would do hours and hours and hours of. To be honest with you, since that happened, I still walked a lot because I went out and retrained myself. Mm-hmm. But that was that was one thing. Yeah, one you'd have freakouts and be triggered by that. But like, so dial it back to even more simple. This is just a way that the brain works. Is that you know our fears that we have are you know maybe rational or irrational. Let's not place a value judgment on it. But they exist. So experiencing things that are counter to what our fears are, are things that can really help us grow, right? So if you're afraid of water, learn to understand water and, and what, have what, experiences what? What with water. What do you water. mean understand water? Well, like understand that it's not going to suck you down into some kind of wild vortex of death. No. Right? But you can't understand that unless you experience it. It's not quite that. Uh And I did have a dream where I fell into the water. Mm -hmm. Or I was doing some weird hopping. I was hopping along and then, bam, I went in the water. And you said something to me. You were quite a ways away from me. You said, oh, just put your feet on the bottom. And so, of course, I went to put my feet on the bottom, and there wasn't one. There was no Mm -hmm. bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And and it went on eternally below me. And I was really thankful because I didn't get full of fear. Uh Uh-huh. But... That doesn't mean that fear is gone. It just says, you know, you, you, you can do this without being full of fear, which I thought was wow. Sure, but let's dial that back to like directly what you experienced a couple of weeks ago is that Zena and I and a couple of other friends were floating down the Grand River on a paddle boards. Absolutely astoundingly beautiful day. And I jumped off of my paddleboard because I wanted to swim for a while. And it was in, you know, five five and five feet of water, almost six feet of water. So I was on my tiptoes and, the, you know, my head was sticking out and I didn't think about it, but I told Zena to jump in and I was like, you can touch. But Zena was wearing a life jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and so she couldn't at all touch. No. So, but that's so like, you know, that's where the dream is born of is that moment that you had that you had to process whether that was scary for you or whether you felt safe and good. Well, I felt OK. And you're in beautiful, warm water surrounded by friends. 
having a wonderful time. Yeah, but I didn't get back up on my on my it took uh, a bit. on my board without uh-huh. Craig. If yeah. Craig hadn't been there, it took a bit of assistance. You would have just you know swam to the shore and figured that out from. Would the, I have? Uh, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> would I have gone into <laughs> you, you would have just drifted down the <laughs> entire river. Uh-huh. I would just started screaming, and then yeah. everyone would have had to come and save me, and then uh-huh. and they would just laughed at me as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that river doesn't get very deep, but it, it is it is probably in other spots, maybe a lot deeper than that. But I, I the most deep that I've found in that river is like you know it does get to twelve feet in some spots here and there. You know, there's there's pools and little little spots that get a little bit deeper, but. Uh, for the most part, it's it's a five foot deep river and a three inch deep river. And I'm also wondering whether they'll let us out of the park once we leave here. Oh, uh, don't worry about a sunset. thing. What are they going to do? Trap us? <laughs> and the park closes at sunset, just mm-hmm. so you know. So if you want to come here, it's not sunset anymore. It's moonrise. <laughs> it's moonrise. It's yeah. huge. By the way, folks, it is just massive. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it behind trees, and it's still piercing. Absolutely piercing. Indeed. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh-huh. Well, I, I wanted to say that the moon to me has further reaching things than just, you know, tides and whatnot. Sure. Um, it's, it's really neat because as, it, as your body, when you're younger, goes into it's what we call, the, many women call it their moon time. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason they do that is because the numbers kind of match in a way. Yeah, right. it's it's Where so it's one of those like days. not every woman has a twenty eight day cycle, but a lot of women it's do. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And they say when women gather, it suddenly is like kind of often synchronizes. Yeah, sure. yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, so. <laughs> so I wonder, you know, I even wonder if there's huge like cities where you have whether there's like a closer thing there but I don't I don't know I'm speculating now but I'm yeah. I, I am <clears throat> saying that the moon in an essence is, is 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 something that that like I said as a child I would lay out front and and to be honest with you I was just looking at it because it's beautiful sure. I think it's one of the most beautiful things and it's shiny uh-huh. and bright and and uh, where I grew up there were very few street lights so you could just really look at the moon uh-huh. and um People would ask me what I do. I was doing, and I would say I'm moon bathing. I was kind of teasing uh-huh. and serious yeah, at but the it's, same it's time. Yeah, but it's super lovely. So here's the thing. Just a thought that I'm having, like, as we're talking about this. If you go, like, into, you know, way back in prehistory, into, you know, the times when humans were learning how to be human or, you know, proto-humans, whatever, and, and you think about, like, what are the first two things that tell our, you know, pre-development, pre-developed brains what time is? Right? Mm. It's the sun, first of all, because we have days. So that's an experience that's happening on, ongoingly. But also we have the moon that is telling us these larger measurements of time. And, and I think that, you know, there's, there's something to be said about the development of the human conception of understanding larger periods of time. How about, let's say the moon is giving us a transformative, whereas the sun is, like, fairly consistent other than the clouds, right? Well, it's, we it have to actually comes up every think. day, comes up every day, comes up every day, whereas the sure. moon has a cycle that is 14 to 28 days, yeah, basically. Exactly. And, and you can tell when it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, like, kind of measure that 28-day chunk and think about it. And that's the important part is think about it. Not just experience it, but think about when it's coming, right? And that's a, that's a very 
profound thing to have done when our brains were much smaller. Smaller? Yeah. Oh, they were smaller? Sure, our brains were much smaller at one point. How and, long ago in was our that? Development. Millions of years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. As, millions you know, of millions of Millions of ago. millions of years ago. I don't know. We might have been like uh, some kind of salamander coming out of the ocean. <laughs> But you mean when it was really tiny? Yeah. Well, like, so one of one of these things about our nature of like connection to temporality or connection to time is rooted in an understanding of moon cycles, and I think that's a, a very profound and wonderful thing. Hmm. You know, and and that you know our experience in existence on this planet in outer space mm-hmm. floating in outer space yeah, yeah is one that is more beautiful every 28 well, days unless it's cloudy we do have access to the sun mm-hmm. uh, you know i don't think we can live here without it it's yeah, a wonderful most people thing. have access to the sun we have access to the moon but sure. it doesn't i'm not going to say it doesn't because they're theorizing that its balance actually helps the earth's Mm-hmm. to actually have its particular orbit for some reason. I'm uncertain of how that works. but I So, so don't take my word on that, folks. But I know there's a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, But other than that, the moon is almost like it's lifeless. Well, it's, it's, it's in space and, and doesn't have enough gravity to really hold a proper atmosphere. So, yeah. It's it's a chunk of rock and it's dust, dusty. And, and there might be water under that dust. We don't really have any way oh, of oh, knowing yeah, that at they, this point. I think that they said they found. Uh, I know I'm making noises, folks. And pointing it out too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can do. But yeah, walk. it's like I mean, I? the moon is. It remains, even though human beings have been there. There's a lot to it that's a mystery, and there's like even things that are wonders on the moon that might make for really interesting things uh, for the future of humanity, like you know harvesting helium and. Well, in the ancient science of astrology, mm-hmm. they claimed that it had an impact on all kinds of things, and now science is saying, "Oh, the moon has an impact on all kinds of things." Sure. <laughs> and so then now they're just stating all the stuff that they're discovering that was already known mm-hmm. to. Uh, to um, astrologers. Well, it's, I mean, lots of folk knowledge. You gets, call it that. Sure, I mean, no, that, that's what the, the term is for. The people who studied astrology were not just your average folk. I don't know anything <laughs> you about had astrology. To be, you had to be educated. <laughs> I'll tell you what I know about astrology. Is that, is that it, I constantly read things that are bland and broad and not specific to me that are supposed to be about me and i i don't find yeah, it yeah well very it's not really intended for yeah. that anyway it's, uh-huh. it, people do sit down and they can like give a, a broad mm-hmm. uh, uh reading of what a day will have on the impact of partic- particular people but it's it's not really intended i always understood that that it was it was something that you could use to um get a, a broader sense of of the universe you live in sure personally uh-huh. you can and if you have particular planets in your on at your birth chart you it, it influences you in specific ways depending on what house it's in there's a whole there's a whole science of it. it's quite uh Different well, than just re- just reading a, a horoscope in a, of, in of a magazine, course. right? Yeah, and um, I'm not saying that it is that simple, but complexity doesn't necessarily mean accuracy. I don't want to 
debate astrology when I could be going to look at the moon. Mm. No, I'm just I'm just commenting on the fact that it is an ancient science and that there are there are um, truths that come through it. A lot of it and um, people and. The moon is impacting you and me right now. Besides its incredible beauty, mm-hmm. there's other levels of impact. Well, I'm less likely to stumble on the way back to the and, car. And theoretically, like when it comes to consciousness, the idea is that you're unconscious at that time. In essence, like the like the waters actually mm-hmm. are rockier, wilder, and have more impact on you. So you may find yourself at that time, and I do. Uh, I, I go through weird things when a full, full moon will come up. Mm. Like, I won't sleep for sometimes five days. And mm. other times, I will sleep fully. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't stay awake. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then I'll look and, oh, it's a full moon. Okay. Like, I'll, and so it, the same thing with staying awake, like, yeah. really intently. It's like, oh, I'm awake. I'm awake. I was that mm-hmm. way yes, last night and sure. the night before. And then, and then I was told today, oh, it's the full moon. I went, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very specific feel that happens. Sure. And, and I mean, there's like zero doubt that there would be like a subconscious processing of that in an ongoing kind of way, right? It's like, and, yes. and how does that affect us? What does it make us feel? Does it cause, you know, something within us to be prepared for something or, you know, all of these kinds of things? It's, it's really... The complexity of the human mind is such that trying to nail those things down into absolutes is really, really hard. But it's super well, fascinating. It's quite individual. Yeah. Right? How it affects you and why it's affecting you and what you can do in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And in something like Wicca, for example, or any type of witchcraft, you can take that time personally to uh, sit, meditate, and listen. And hear what types of thoughts you have and those thoughts could be um of water or flooding you or something so you're like okay or a situation is flooding you like something something that's occurred in your life that that's really annoying is flooding your thoughts well that's a great time to uh open yourself to the flood rather than you know to that deluge Mm -hmm. rather than to fight the deluge right to to uh to accept it as it is and relax in it, like become buoyant in an essence in Mm -hmm. in the impact. But I mean, everyone is affected in a different way and there is a a time and space as a human being to gain wisdom by Uh listening and then perhaps coming up with a ceremony for yourself that you may want to do. And I I mean, I say ceremony, ritual, it's a personal thing. Well, it's like people people put a lot onto those words, right? About like the significance of what they're supposed to be. And like, interestingly enough, that's exactly what those words are for, is to say, hey, this moment, Mm -hmm. right here, right now, is significant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me being here with you (laughs) and witnessing the super moon. Wow. You know, we're witnessing uh, an absolutely incredibly beautiful moment. What it is is a beautiful moment and it's significant to me. Yeah. You know, and my ceremony is sitting here in joy with you in conversation. Oh, and thank you. You know, and people use the word communion very uh very tightly sometimes, but we're in communion right before the moon in this moment. Yeah. And thank you for this. I thank you very much too, Dakota. I yeah. really do. It is definitely that is one step 
uh, in a ceremony. Yeah. Uh, do you have to make a big deal of the ceremony? No, it could just be a moment, just one moment. I mean, we are here. We're existing. We get this opportunity to exist. We don't realize it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we can get caught up in many things. And theoretically, the, when, when the moon is full, it's easier to get caught up in, in things. Yeah. But so because it's easier... Wait. Oh. Easier because it's easier and more. It's actually and and intense because you can get caught up in the moment. Actually, that's the moment when you can become more peaceful inwardly and yeah. and, and be more caring to yourself and sure. others. Right. Well, it's like this this monthly thing that happens. This twenty eight day thing, taking a breath and being there with the moon is very powerful mm -hmm. and and this is a thing that plants you in time and plants you in connection with others because others are having the same experience mm. right and that like that is profound and beautiful and wonderful and and you know when we talk about um, things like wicca that have very dedicated and specific ceremonies that are very honed towards these things some of like the real center of magic within that is just this being in this moment, being in the moment, and and yes. and being mindful of this moment, yeah, and and taking it and making it yours, yeah, adding a ceremonial level to it, something mm -hmm. that that uh, marks it in a way that reminds you that where you are is now and where you are going is somewhere else. Yeah, so and, like that's why. And like how would you like great, to move forward? Sure, one of the great joys about what Wicca is to me. You know, no, uh, not being a Wiccan, uh, but having like witnessed of, enough of them around yeah, you, <laughs> they like seem I, to like hang out with exactly, you. Exactly. So, yeah. It's, it's uh, I, I do a lot of witchy things and hang with a lot of witchy people, and specifically Wiccans. I, I really, really, really deeply appreciate the you know seasonal celebrations, the mm. uh, marking of the moons, and the taking of care that is involved to have those moments and enshrine them. Yeah, well, there's also a really, really important thing that, that Wiccans are doing there, it, which is to, the marking of it is to remind them that you're entering a new season. Mm -hmm. You're entering into something that energetically is different than it was before. Indeed. And there are things that actually can help you um, to move forward. So you want to kind of remind yourself of those things that will help you, let's say, in the fall or what will help you in the winter. Prepare or thyself for the doom of winter comes. <laughs> winter is coming, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Preparing yeah. myself by escaping from winter forever. Yes, yes. But I wanted to end this with some Thanksgiving. Yeah. And um, I wanted to remind everyone out there that I'm really happy to be doing this show and I was recently reminded by someone that it's a gem of a show folks and I, I it's because you're out there and you're you're listening and you're sharing the show and you're enjoying it and relaxing I can't thank you enough for that I really can't and I am thankful for Dakota who puts many hours and energy and focus and time and love and care much caring and a gentle gentle nature towards everything she does I can't thank her enough for that and I can't thank the universe enough for caring about me I'm here I'm working on with it like everyone else on on my health 
being here now in the moment. I love that's actually directly mm -hmm. taken from a sure. very particular teacher. Uh -huh. Be here now is, is uh, what's his name? May our thoughts of him exist forever, Ram Dass. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yes. And which was one of the most powerful statements. There are many more wonderful statements that have saved my life and their little tools in my toolbox to remind me to be thankful, you know? And I... I love you very much, and I love every. I love Dakota very much, and <gasps> um, and I'm just learning again. To it's neat. It's like I had it before, but I had it. Now I have to learn that it's there in me. This gentle, caring, loving nature that is the core of every being around me. Uh -huh. I, maybe I don't see it all the time, but it's there. Yeah. It's there. Well, it's, there's been more safety in your life of late, and I'm mm. so glad to see that. Mm -hmm. And that brings me back to my first thought about the moon that I offered tonight, is that, you know, as the moon rises, we're safer here. <laughs> it feels you know? that way, yeah. So let that not be forgotten when you see it rise. I'm going to go look at the moon. Join in, join. 